Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Law & Order Marathon winner is Kate Brooke from Midigon, New South Wales, Australia. Kate will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoy and Brandy Posey. And these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedurals, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe, and today we're looking at Special Victims Unit, Season 11, Episode 11, Quickie. Attempted murder. The way this guy was plowing through women, he might as well have been shooting a gun into a crowd. We can't get him on rape, so we go after him for spreading HIV. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcasts, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Kevin, I'm so glad that you invited me onto the show. Thank you. Well, like I said, there's nobody else I can get into the, <laughs> the building physically. It's always me. It's always you. <laughs> always. My social isolation exception. And joining us to round out our panel is our special guest from the Lady to Lady podcast, Brandy Posey. Hi, Brandy. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. I love talking about murder and rape in an apocalypse. It feels great. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Lady to Lady. Who knew that would be the uplifting part? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know. Just like any kind of social connection right now is amazing. I love a podcast for that reason. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) So, Brandy, your podcast is you're hanging out with your two friends and you're talking about all issues, lady issues. Lady issues? Help me out here because- Otherwise known as issues. Issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talk, I mean, we just, it's mostly just like, a, it's me and my two other, uh, two of my best friends in comedy, uh, the three of us female comics, and then we have like a fourth guest on who's usually a female comic, and it's just kind of, just riffing and kind of having like a really highly charged brunch hangout is kind of what it feels like. Um, so if you have like really boring brunch friends, you should just like bring our podcast and pop it on instead, and you know, we're just kind of trying to gas each other up as much as possible. We just start looking at our iPhones. Exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. Yeah. AirPods, silently at the brunch place. Exactly. Nothing weird about that. Exactly. Brandy, help me out because Olivia Benson is this feminist icon. She's tough. Mm-hmm. She's an advocate for victims. Mm-hmm. She's so successful. Mm-hmm. Would any woman actually want her life? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, 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 not so much. <laughs> I mean, good for her. I mean that that's the case with a lot of like uh female icons though, right? To like rise to greatness means you had to have a shit life. 
you know, because mm. you, you got to come through some adversity to to battle test you a little bit. And no, yeah, no, that's thank why I'm not you. great. I'm so soft. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I like a real soft hand. I don't, you know, I I'm fine not achieving that level of greatness or that level of influence. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's enough of those. Brandy. Mm-hmm. Brandy, of all the Law & Order franchises, which two cops are your favorite detective team? Favorite Law & Order detective team. Oh, I mean, it's it's probably it's probably this one. I mean, Christopher Maloney is just like uh, one of my fav my favorite people, just in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he's coming back. I know it's exciting. Well, and I know, like, I, I'm a huge um, uh, What Hot American Summer fan, and to just uh-huh. like I I like to think of like him um in, in this show this show broke him and then he became that guy is like what <laughs> <laughs> is is i like to just tie those two characters together and just think that that <laughs> that that is the uh, the trajectory <laughs> and who's your favorite prosecutorial team favorite law and order district attorney prosecutorial team oh uh god i'm so bad with names um sam waters sam Dad. waterston Sam Waterston. That's the one. That's the name. That's the name. That guy. I blow it all the time too. It's it's fine. He is the warm oatmeal. Yes. Of, uh, no, Law that's Wilfred Brimley, oh, that's not right. Sam Waterston. <laughs> Wilfred Brimley would have made a great prosecutor. He would have. Yeah. He, I mean, it would have been a slower show. <laughs> no, but you have to. He'd have to win every single time. He'd been, you know. I mean, he, that would be amazing. Otherwise, he'd stick the cocoon aliens on you if you didn't side with him. So. See, like Matlock with a mustache. Oh, <laughs> yeah. except in the firm, he's super scary. Remember? That's right. Mm. Yes, he's like he's like pre Mike Ermintrout, Mike Ermintrout in the firm. Wicked scary. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm afraid is he is he still with us? No. Okay, perfect. No, I think he he passed a few years ago. I remember like I remember he's one of those guys that when you finally heard that he passed, you're like, oh, now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought After that happened all this time. Yeah, it's one of those guys. That I'm like, I think you had a lot of death hoaxes here and there where you just assumed that he had died, <laughs> or like I kind of thought he had for a long time. But he also looked old forever. There's that whole line where you cross the yes. you are the age Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon Line. <laughs> you are past that line, Kevin. It was amazing. It's incredible. He's like 47 in that movie. I'm looking. I'm on a Google young Wilford Brimley right now. I'd love to know what a young picture of him looks like. Nope, they don't, they don't exist. None. They don't exist. <laughs> His hair is just like a dirty blonde at a certain point. Um, but there is it's no like, like young Cragen. <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode, SVU, Season 11, Episode 11, Quickie. Well, New York City, you're really not putting 100% in when you hear somebody crying for help <laughs> again in the middle of the night. Defensive wounds. She fought back. Didn't stop him from raping her through the back door. Anal tearing, fluids on her thigh. This Rocky murder weapon? If it wasn't, bruising on her neck indicates he strangled her too. I'll know more after the autopsy. The neighbor said he heard her cry for help hours ago. Tell him she died quickly. No such luck. Liver tip indicates she bled out slowly. TOD's only about an hour ago. So the victim is a high school girl named Anna McWilliams, strangled and sodomized. Her ex-boyfriend, Henry, said the night of her death... They went out to celebrate his birthday, but she did not blow out his candle. (laughs) She hadn't even dropped him off when she was already seeking a hookup on the AQ app, which stands for Anonymous Quickie. The detectives learned she connected with somebody called, oh God, Big Peter. (laughs) Uh, So Benson is wearing her best FM shoes, catches Peter Butler 
in what they called Operation Blue Balls. Mm. Turns out he likes the asshole so much because he is one. <laughs> uh, he says he's hooked up with thousands of women and gave it to him rough. He admits depositing his own crack wax in Anna, nice. but not to killing her. The detectives cross-check everyone on Peter's face union page <laughs> against open rape cases, and they find Becca Ellison, who met Peter at a party, and maybe he's the anonymous rapist? Well, but none of the evidence is helping the case. Peter's DNA does not match Becca's rape kit, and his fingerprints don't match Anna's strangulation marks. They do match Henry, who admits he followed Anna to the park, watched the hookup, and then strangled his ex-girlfriend in a jealous rage. So Peter didn't kill her, but plot twist, he did infect her with HIV. All right, let's put aside for a minute that you can't yell for help when you're being strangled. Ever. Uh, no. <laughs> that's no. the point? Who thinks a pair of stoners and an old lady in a rascal scooter own apartments on Madison Avenue? <laughs> this is real. I'm calling the cops. Are you high? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why can't you mind your own beeswax? Oh. Girl's in trouble out there. I didn't hear anything. Because you're deaf. <laughs> I mean, in this pre-9-11 New York, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good detail, Karen. That was something that I would normally say, picking on the real estate situation. <laughs> I was more just thinking about, like, yet again, yet another Kitty Genevieve set up for one of these episodes. We've, like, done, like, four of them in the last couple months that have had the same exact beginning. Yeah, I heard somebody call for help, but I'm too tired to get up. <laughs> or too high. Too high. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> for the future murder episode of the woman on the rascal murdering her husband for belittling her <laughs> the way that he did. I was so mad about that. I like, stopped caring about the woman screaming. I was just like, you've been married for 50 years and you just still don't respect your wife. How dare you? <laughs> I still don't think like they set up their bedroom well enough to accommodate a rascal scooter. No. To make a turn, you know? No, exactly. Just do something nice for your wife. Like, make some room. <laughs> Yeah, she had not been to that window for years. No. Yeah. And, and we didn't hear it beep backing up to get away from the window. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it's so funny, too, because it's like, oh, I'm sorry everybody was so put out they can't uh, make a phone call. <laughs> like, it's not, no one's asking you to go downstairs and, you know, like, break up whatever's happening down there. Can I just ask you a question? Yeah. Is there any chance that this victim, Anna, was 17 years old? No, she When they show that picture, she's like 35, and they're like, she's 17. I'm like, bullshit. I get my this reflexive yelling from the couch. Clearly in her 30s. Absolutely in her 30s. I was like, I can, the crow's feet are starting to come in. I recognize that face because I have that face. What is happening? I was like, that is, that's a hard 17 if that's a 17. Oh, yeah. Rough life. Yeah, exactly. Rough life. The private school life. Go to a prep school and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell you what, man, all of these shows, I am so happy that I was not like a teen growing up in New York because it seems horrifying. You're just constantly at like weird parties. You're, you're just, you're, you're left to feral around a city that you don't fully understand. You don't appreciate your own mortality yet at all. 
and you're just always like doing cocaine with a bunch of like rich kids and like it just it seems it seems truly awful. I'm very your glad parents that parents leave it, you yeah. alone when you go on business. They go yeah. on business trips. Yeah. And the only people that are going to help you save your life are a couple of stoners. Exactly. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just so glad I was a bored suburban kid that was allowed to just like I don't know just stare into space and want something better. <laughs> like <laughs> much appreciate that. <laughs> so now in order to set up the sting and capture this guy on the app, mm-hmm. they do a sting with anonymous quickie. And <laughs> I mean that name. <laughs> Just yeah, that, so lazy. The, the fake <laughs> app names are amazing. So when they bring him in, Peter is not really a smooth talking player. I've slept with thousands of women, and every one of them says yes, please. <gasps> thousands? You've been a busy boy. AQ's only been up for six months. I'm talking lifetime RBI. Only tapped around a hundred on AQ. Only. So you're a sex addict. I'm a red-blooded guy living the American dream. You're every woman's worst nightmare. No, he's no. not nice. Oh, and man. he's got extra steam for Benson talking about her fun bags. Yeah. Yeah. But can we just talk about the fact that like all the women he picks up are like 12. And when Olivia Benson turns around, he's not immediately like, oh, you're way too old for me, lady. Which is 100% what I was expecting him to say. <laughs> I know. Me too. You my good time, girl? I am if you're Big Peter. Big Peter's always up for a good time. So what do you have in mind? Whatever you want. I mean, she looks beautiful. She looks beautiful. She's like my age, type. so I'm not going to like insult of course. Mariska Hargitay, but she definitely like when she turned around wearing that outfit and turned around, it was like, yeah, you know, she was not 17. No, she clearly was not his type. She clearly also by the look, her no nonsense face says, hey, I'm not going to let you play rough with me at all. It's just cra- like totally not his type. The whole vibe, the way her shoulders are. I was I was fully expecting him to like turn around and walk away, too. I thought that was kind of funny. She had to set up her own fake uh, profile, which was Good Time Girl. Yes. Am I the only one who felt bad when that tech like was like showing them how this whole thing worked? Then he set up the date with the anonymous guy. I'll text him. Hot pick. Meet for coffee in five. Casual sex at the speed of light. Makes Craigslist look prehistoric. He took the bait. You are hot too. I can be there in three. I'm like, aren't you gonna cancel that date now? Because I like I just felt like that guy was gonna go to the coffee <laughs> shop and like be left hanging and like nobody's gonna cancel that date. It didn't feel right uh, to me. I waited uh, for you for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was here. I'm not worried about anybody on Anonymous Quickie. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't even pick the coffee shop, just coffee. Yeah. Wait I'll till he there. finds out later and like sees in the paper the girl he was supposed to meet is dead. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Delete that damn app real quick. <laughs> but on the screen, they have like the map of Manhattan with all the mm-hmm. geolocations of the different people kind of moving around. I'm like, yeah. man, they're moving through an entire city block pretty fast. <laughs> Are they all on roller skates? From <laughs> <laughs> around like Sims. I love I love it too because this this season was 2009. So this is 11 years ago. GPS was not that good 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> As I'm sure we'll get into, all of the computer graphics on this episode were bananas. I mean, well. bre- honestly, breathtaking. <laughs> all of the fake app names. I was like, I wish computer. I I love the way that like old TV like assumed computers worked. They were just like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just make up the graphics. Sure, sure, sure. What do we need it yeah. to show? We'll just do it this way. And things move this quickly. And you, like, there, there's the one part where they're like, "Can we just analyze this database from uh, Facebook with like our uh, immediately? Can we just compare it to like our um, database of rape cases?" 
She's like, yeah, sure. Two keystrokes. And then you've taken yeah. a database from a privately held uh, social media conglomerate. You've just immediately put it with your cop database. Sure. Of course. Of course that happens. Well, Peter has all the good apps on his phone. He's got yeah. HQ. He's got Craig's phone, <laughs> Power <laughs> Chat, Who's Around, and the best Face Union. So lazy. Oh, man. The I following a... social media is fictional and does not depict <laughs> an actual tweet or post. I mean, my, my leg has a bruise in it because I kept punching myself every time they <laughs> said one of those. I was just like, oh, no, stop it. <laughs> Face Union. By the way, who accepts a friend request from their rapist? Yeah. <laughs> not me. But I have a, my other question is like, as much as Peter initially, like, immediately comes off as a huge dick, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, give us your phone. And he's like, sure. I'm like, Peter, don't do that. Make them get a warrant, <laughs> big Peter. What are you doing? <laughs> don't you know your rights? Well, that's the white privilege of a man like that, where it's just, he's just can't, can't imagine. I mean, he's such a privileged prick. It's insane. Because, like, he just cannot imagine ever being busted for any of this stuff. Like, that's his whole And he's ready deal. to give his sample. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew. Oh, God. I mean, so gross. I really wanted him to get roughed up, like, real, real bad. I, it, I was, I kept waiting for someone to, like, fucking hit him. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not into like police brutality, but like this guy could get hit a little bit. Plus, <laughs> I think he cuts his own hair, which is not cool. No, <laughs> for a rich person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We do have a couple of hey, it's that guys. Mm. It's that guy. Who is the actor playing Peter Butler? Anybody know? Uh, nope, not. You don't need a warrant to take my DNA. How would you like my sample? That's uh, Brian Garrity. You probably know him as Officer Sean Roman on Chicago PD. No, I don't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch that show. He's had major roles in The Hurt Locker, Mm -hmm. in which he blamed Jeremy Renner for blowing something up, (laughs) and in Flight, where he blamed Denzel Washington for crashing a plane. So (laughs) he likes playing a little bitch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's got a little bitch face, so yes. Perfect. (laughs) Very slappable. Oh, you yeah. In real life, he's a surfing instructor. Really? Yeah, it comes in handy if you're shooting in Chicago, I yes, guess. Yes, I'm sure it does. Well, <laughs> oh, no, they have they surf in Chicago. We saw that. Mm. <laughs> On that lake? Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't have to be like, you know, Hawaii, Maui exactly. certified exactly. to do that. I wonder how often these people get like recognized for their roles in like SVU or Law and Order. Because I mean, like you, you obviously, you guys, you guys know that there's so many ridiculous cameos that you're like, wow, you didn't think you were gonna have a big career, and now there's a whole episode of you as a weird rapist. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you tell me who's playing defense attorney Lionel Granger? Nope. Doctor Warner, by Miss Allison's own admission, she was promiscuous for a period of time. I doubt she remembers all her sexual partners. That's David Thornton. 15 Law & Order Universe appearances, wow. including a trifecta. He played one of the two bad guys trying to get into the house in Home Alone. Really? Three. <laughs> I was like, I was wait. Like, wasn't that Joe Pesci? Yeah. I was like, that's not Daniel Stern. Okay, oh, that's Daniel Stern's <laughs> replacement? Damn. <laughs> Woof. Well, he's probably best known as Mr. Cindy Lauper. Really? In yep. real life? In Still? real life, yeah. Continuing? 
Whoa. Yes. Good for him. Wow. Yeah, girls Married just want to have a defense attorney in the house. <laughs> Man, I didn't think Cindy Lauper would go for like a scumbag, uh, scumbag, fake, att- fake scumbag attorney, but okay. Cool. She likes guys with the pompadour pulls, comb their hair all the way back like I that. mean, he's got, he's got hair that only scumbag private money can buy. Like that 100%. True. Exactly. <laughs> True. It's the hair that would be in the side of a bus ad for the lawyer when you like get your medication wrong at the doctor's office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when your IUD injures you, that's the guy you hire to get oh, your settlement. Absolutely. Man, I'm just looking at pictures of him and C- they're still together now. Him and Cindy Lauper <laughs> together now. Man. He showed his true colors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is the actress playing Judge Tayton? Do you know, Brandy? I do not. No, I, I mean, I'm raising my hand. Rebecca, who are we talking about? We're talking about Patricia Callenberg from Sisters. So it's Judge Georgie. That's what I like to call her whenever I see her. Miss Owens, I'm going to have to agree with Miss Cabot. Your client's actions were deliberate. She was in no immediate danger. Judge hmm. Georgie. Yes, because that's oh, yeah, she, she played was in Georgie. Sisters. Yes. Right, with Scusi Kurtz and Seal Ward. Yes, that mm. show was huge, remember? Yeah. Mm. wonder what she did with all the money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's had 10 SVU appearances as this judge. Uh, she's married to actor Daniel Carroll. The actor from Chariots of Fire, mm-hmm, who we mm-hmm. talked about in a previous episode here, the Law and Order Patient Zero mm. episode, as a doctor who started a coronavirus outbreak. Yes. Mm. So, and then after that, we had a you know an actual outbreak. Exactly. So, yeah. thanks, curse. Rebecca. It's the curse of tax. Thanks, it's Kevin. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> all our fault. <laughs> Just so you know, we have had a lot of episodes in which we've discussed an actor who then died before our episode dropped. Way too many of those. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, so we think we're cursed and that we are putting a hex on the world every time we do this podcast. Damn, David Thornton, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) In advance. My my condolences to Cindy Lauper now. I'm so sorry, honey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, can anyone tell me who's playing Peter's grandfather? I do not know, but that man was, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Uh, No, no no idea? mm -mm. This is a great one. This is the late Jack Larson. He is best known as playing... Jimmy Olsen on TV's original Superman. Shut up, really? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. You must have seen that on WPIX, right? That show must 50s. have been on a really long time ago. Because this was an old episode, and he was real old in this episode. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Then put me on the stand. I want to tell everyone what my grandson did to her. <laughs> Gee whiz, Miss Lane. He seemed like he was being fed lines off camera, like right before he had to say them. <laughs> That's a cool buddy. What's funny is, again, he was one of these actors who couldn't get work uh, after the 1950s because he was always typecast as Jimmy Olsen. Hmm. So he turned to playwright and he was a very successful playwright for the rest of his career. So what do you think he did with the money that he had to then be What did he episode? do with the money? I probably didn't get any money. <laughs> oh, I'm always wow. going to think that now. What do they do with the money? There's <laughs> a judge on the money. <laughs> what did Judith Light do with her who's the boss money? <laughs> That's a good question. It's obviously gone. Hey, Lesson, did anybody recognize that stoner in the beginning who wanted to call the cops? You hear a girl's voice? No. I recognized him, but I don't know his name. He's like a total hey, it's that guy. Yeah, that's Eric Peterson. He he played Christy Alley's son on the short-lived sitcom, Christy. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to point out him because he's currently playing Kevin in an upcoming TV series called Kevin Can Fuck Himself. <laughs> oh, he's the titular Kevin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Warner pulls a fingerprint from Anna's neck. Mm-hmm. Just a very smooth neck. Yeah, and then puts it through the bullshit fingerprint machine and says, Peter Butler's not your killer. 
Mm. So the follow-up question would be, well, who do they match? Exactly. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> and Warner's like, from the poroscopy, I can see the print is from someone who's young or who hasn't worked a day in his life. Mm. Well, how about running it through the bullshit fingerprint machine again? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I, I also love that they didn't fingerprint the boyfriend when they first brought him in the first time. I'm like, wouldn't you have done that just to have him? Just in case. Maybe I, case. maybe I don't know how it works, but I figured you'd already have that. Oh, the, the, the smooth neck detail was so creepy. And I think also the writer's way of being like, she's not 35. She's mm. not. <laughs> Remember how young definitely this person not. is? She's definitely not oh, 35. Yeah. That neck looks smooth. I yeah. mean, they had her on her back and pulled her chin all the way up. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Uh, also, like Catherine Hellman in Brazil. It's like, stretch it back. <laughs> a smooth neck and smooth fingerprints from a, a boy that is also not 35. <laughs> well, they do get Henry to confess. Mm-hmm. And then Warner comes back in with the test results and says, well, she would have been dead anyways. She's yeah. got eight. This yeah. is 2009, right? This isn't like 1987. No, right. yeah, this okay. is... Okay, yeah. just checking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A semen from Anna's rape kit tested positive for HIV. It's from Peter Butler. The guy who's been sleeping his way across the city? We just let a potential serial killer go free. Elevie says, well, we let a serial killer get away. What? Yeah, they are really for, for, <laughs> forcing the point pretty pretty hard here real quick. <laughs> like, I mean, guys. they did jump to that conclusion pretty quickly that he must have been doing it knowingly before actually talking to him and, in fact, finding out that he was doing it knowingly, which is very bad. Let's yes. be real. Well, yeah, he did earlier on say, I've slept with thousands of women, and he said it with a straight face. Because <laughs> I've said that too, but I really couldn't manage. No. I, couldn't, I couldn't keep my eye contact. Who's got the time? I mean, get a yeah. get a job, you bum. <laughs> He's a stockbroker, isn't he? Yeah. Or something. Well, she really likes screwing people. And he oh, lives with yeah. his grandpa. Yeah. It was so funny because we first meet him in his house. Like, I have the note. Wow, he lives like in an old person house. And then his grandpa rolled. Out, I was like, oh, he actually literally lives in an old person's house. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's very funny that they. So they're like, okay, cool, cool. We solved this murder, uh, and we're just not going to tell you what happens with that kid once he confesses it all. Like by the end of this episode, I had completely <laughs> forgot that there was a murdered woman at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I was like, wait, there were so many twists and turns that like when I finally looked, thought back, I was like, oh, this started because a woman was strangled to death <laughs> by her teenage <laughs> boyfriend um, for her blog. <laughs> Completely had forgotten about that. So, you know, I just want to take a minute to remember that. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't get a bigger, like, more fun plot detail about that fake paparazzi that that teenage kid hired to, like, yeah. make his ex-girlfriend have fun with him. I mean, that could have been, like, a whole scene, like, a whole montage at yeah. the beginning of the episode that we did not get. And I really felt like we missed out on that. She went out with me that night. So then why'd you lie about it? Well, maybe he was embarrassed about hiring instant entourage. Paparazzi for pay. That follow nobody's around and make them look like big shots. That's how you know how diseased Hollywood is, because they're just like, yeah, that's kind of a normal thing that people would do. Of course that happens. <laughs> <laughs> of course he'd do that for his own birthday. Get his girl ex-girlfriend a paparazzi. Oh, man. I hope that detail was in the paper when he was arrested. I mean, that's <laughs> insane. Also, is that a thing? Can you hire fake paparazzi to just fo- I mean, yeah, you can, actually. Uh, that's you're a teenager fucking go play video games what's the matter with you it's new york teams also, why was henry hiding in his closet did he think they weren't going to look there yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's like where like a four-year-old hides. Yeah. It's like, go out the window. Oh, wait, we're seven flights up. Fuck that noise. I'm just going to sit in my closet and hope they just go away, <laughs> even though I murdered someone. I know. I always love the, my, I always love the like, my son did nothing wrong performance from like a, a rich, bougie mom. That's always the best. That part is always like, he did nothing wrong. He just murdered a person, but it is my baby. Fuck off. <laughs> Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. All right, now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. Okay. Convinced he's a one-man epidemic, Benson and Stabler confront Peter, who knows he has HIV, and rides bareback without telling him because he hates all the ladies. Mm. We want to encourage people to get tested, not arrest them. Butler brags about nailing a different piece of tail every night. Captain, he's just like a rapist. He gets off on hurting women. Only he's found a way to injure his victims without technically raping them. Can they prove he's actually infected anyone without their knowledge? With public health records being both private and anonymous, Warner would have to look at DNA samples from thousands of infected New Yorkers to not find a rapist or a murderer, but just to see if he's given his Pearl Jam to anybody. Mm -hmm. At a pretrial hearing, Warner says Peter infected both Becca and 11 other women Becca storms in and says, Judge, may I say something? And then sprays Peter in the face with acid, permanently scarring him. Now Cabot has to prosecute Becca, who won't accept the plea deal. So on the stand, she tells Becca her crime was not assaulting a man with acid, but getting AIDS in the first place. Shame on you. Exactly. Well, it looks bad for Becca, and that's when Peter's grandfather wants to say something in his defense. The detectives learned that Grandpa... Passed Peter's story on to the press. That's when he tells Peter the absent mother he grew up hating died in prison, protecting him from an abusive stepfather and begs him to be a good person as he takes an overdose of sleeping pills. Mm. In the end, Peter drops the charges. Becca's original attacker is still unknown, but she does have the the satisfaction of knowing... She gave her rapist AIDS. <laughs> well, we learned the motivation behind all the hate fucking is that Peter has mommy issues and Benson lets him know it. I mean, who doesn't get over it? <laughs> Men that hate women this much usually have mommy issues. Is that what happened to you? Are you punishing your mommy? You leave her out of this! that answers that question you don't know anything about me well i know that you still live with your grandfather now what well-adjusted man does that <laughs> lucky for him he can get back at women by sleeping with thousands of them that'll show him yeah yeah i don't really understand i mean he comes across as a real psycho yeah until he randomly doesn't like yeah the 11th hour, and like he got his soul back what the fuck he, you don't get a soul back no he's a psychopath he really flips it at the end and that's not really how those people work at all like no he'd be he'd continue being mad ab- about something else like he'd be mad like oh women now like women are are why my grandfather's dead too like he's not gonna have a change of heart the last minute that's not who that guy is nope. 
Well, but maybe he's coming to terms with the fact that he looks like a burnt pirate with HIV, <laughs> and that's going to really cramp his dating scene. Yeah, it might. Yeah, well. Just saying. Also, you know, being in prison will also cramp his dating scene. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So we learn later that the grandfather leaked the picture to the press, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Earlier when Melinda's in the lab, she's like, hmm, how could we possibly find other women that this guy slept with? And I'm like... I have an idea. Why don't you put his name in the newspaper with his picture and say, yeah. did you sleep with this man? Come forward and take an HIV test. Well, yeah. that would not be legal. It wouldn't? Uh, no. But why don't they just go back to his face union page for crying <laughs> out loud? That's how they found the first one. Good good plan. <laughs> yeah, right? So just go through the friends list. Like, I don't think this guy has any platonic female friends. <laughs> you know, if, if, they're, if he's friends with them. Also, it's weird that he would be friends with them after he's done this. That's the weird it's thing true. to me too. Like, why would he still be friends with them? <laughs> yes. Well, at this pretrial hearing, mm-hmm. uh, Warner says not only did Peter give Becca HIV, but mm-hmm. he gave her the bad kind. Yeah. Unfortunately, the virus he transmitted to Ms. Ellison is a severe resistant HIV strain. So there's a possibility that current drug therapies might not work on Ms. Ellison. And she's in the audience like, nobody ever told me that. Exactly. Werner's work in this episode is extraordinary. A. Yeah. B, can we please talk about the computer graphics for the whole DNA sequencing situation? I mean, where uh, They have the DNA sequences and then a photo of each of them on either side. And Peter's is like a high school headshot. <laughs> and poor Rebecca's is like her victim photo, like from the hospital. I know. What? Seriously. Like, can we can we get like a three can we get like a three lighting setup for these fucking victim photos? Please. <laughs> the, like the add insult to injury. Can we just like get some decent lighting for these people <laughs> we're taking a photo? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Rebecca. That that uh, shot from the hospital actually is her face union profile <laughs> photo. She's that thirsty. The huh? lighting was so good. <laughs> Please feel bad for me Chad thirsty yeah <laughs> the writers of the show think that people getting aids isn't a big deal anymore so make sure she got the bad kind right yeah. the bad kind of hiv as opposed to the good kind as opposed to the kind that you're you want yeah <laughs> well when did when did we get prep like uh the the drug prep do you guys have any idea like when that became available no okay no, but no. I do know, because I watched General Hospital since mm-hmm. I was a little kid, that since the 90s, people have been living long and productive yeah. lives with HIV, because it was initially the drug cocktail and all that stuff. And so the initial, like, immediate thing of, like, she mm-hmm. was just, she would be dead soon anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's Not true, a... Melinda. You're a doctor. Yeah. You should know better. <laughs> and you don't even know yet that she has the bad kind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, Craig is mad because somebody put Peter's HIV status on face union Mm -hmm. and then the case is on the front page of the paper which one of you is leading the crusade you didn't leak it somebody did you two been gunning for him from the beginning he wants to know if it was Benson and Stabler who leaked it to the press instead of I don't know any one of the 75 people in the open courtroom the day before? <laughs> yeah, could have been a lot of people. Also, could have just been a person from the press there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if, if I was if I was a member of the press, what I would do is just uh, go to like... Write those, an article? Yeah, just <laughs> write an article and be like, oh, hey, this is probably something I can get passed by the boss. Like, yeah, <laughs> duh, slam dunk. How could anyone find out about our secret arrest and prosecution? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this is 2020, you know... Uh, journalism speaking but like i think just like a listicle of the worst cases every day in a courtroom would go over real well on a buzzfeed yeah. <laughs> i mean he probably was in the 
police blotter mm-hmm. for yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some nobody notices. Yeah. <laughs> so for the first time, someone blasts Peter in the face. Yes. Yeah. Your Honor, may I say something to the court? No. I've already issued my ruling. I'm sorry, Your Honor. Peter! <laughs> Becca wants to be able to tell the world what a jerk he is. Yeah. And so Cabot's trial tactic is to slut shame her yes. for getting HIV in the first place. Man, I'll I'll tell I'll tell you what though, like the this made me so like this is why we need gun control. Uh because at first when she came in, I thought that she was going to shoot him with a gun and that would have been so much less interesting uh than spraying him in the face with acid and I'm like, yeah, guns should not be readily available so more people can be sprayed with acid so then we can watch their grandfathers kill themselves. That's But I think she's the first SVU character who couldn't get a gun into the court. I have a question. Yeah. Why did she ask us to talk first? Why did she say may I say something? And the judge was like, "Nope," which was hilarious by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Why did she say that? Why did she just well, I think she was going to say, excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then spray him. Second question, the whole logic behind Cabot prosecuting both of them is A, bonkers, and B, would not be allowed because there'd be a conflict of interest there. Everybody knows that you can't yeah. like prosecute somebody who's a witness in another. Or you can't do that. Maybe, maybe you can, but you shouldn't do that. No. You shouldn't do that. And there's no reason why she had to. There are other people who work mm-hmm. at that office. We know because we see them in the background when mm-hmm. Alex is eating sandwiches at her desk. Yeah. We see them. Yeah, they're there. Uh, yeah, she she wouldn't be the one doing it at all. It's like, this is where like sometimes Law and Order gets a little bit like, uh, you, you can like feel the uh, boomer moralizing coming out and like these kind of scenes. Why are you doing this to me? To demonstrate that Peter Butler is not totally responsible for infecting you. You are responsible too. You chose to sleep with him. You chose to have sex without a condom. You chose a risk the same way you could have chosen to say no. Please stop it. You're like, all right, take it down a second, guys. Like, it's also your fault for making sure that you weren't being safe. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But also, like... (laughs) Fuck off. <laughs> just wanted to, I just wanted to roll my eyes and be like, all right, take it easy, guys. So we have this really cuckoo bananas ending. Mm-hmm. So we found who actually hacked Peter's face union page? The grandfather. Mm. The grandfather yeah. hacked? Yeah, impressive. I'm honestly impressed with how uh, computer literate the grandfather was before he killed himself. Yeah. Same. Same. That's yeah. all I could think, too. Was there like a sticky note maybe on the computer? Maybe <laughs> the that password. was the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those cookies. Peter's password was password. Grandpa <laughs> guessed it correctly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's big Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and then he explains like the mother didn't randomly abandon him. Oh my God. She went to jail to protect you. I thought I was doing the same by lying to you about it. But it only fueled your anger more. Your mother loved you with all her heart and so do I so don't be angry at women Hmm. yeah and he says this right before he drops dead from taking sleeping pills also like also dude you're like a very rich old man at at no point did you think that your grandson should have therapy and actually like process this at all because like (laughs) it's it's not it's worse to think that your mom just abandoned you than it is to be like, oh, my mom went to prison to save me. That's actually a mm. much better thing. <laughs> yeah. I think. It is. Right? It's like, Grandpa oh, no. miscalculated. Complete miscalculation. What? His dying words are, don't let me die insane. Don't 
let me die in vain. <laughs> what? It's part of my master plan. <laughs> also, why Why did you die? It, like, yeah. Because now you're just saying like, oh, it, it's not my, f- I, I, I wash my hands of the entire thing. It's like, oh, no. He didn't commit a crime. Yeah. The responsible thing to do is stick around and like actually help him now that you've told him the truth or were you so overcome by the shame? He's trying to make a point. Yeah, he's trying to make a point. <laughs> Grandma's like a <laughs> dramatic little bitch. I'll say that. Like, God. <laughs> Cut, get out of here. I mean, he did get out of there, but it's just like... I will say for Grandpa, though, at his age, mm-hmm. he's lucky he got as much out of that speech as he did. Yeah. My grandfather would be like, I'm the one who... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I just... I, he 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 just wanted to take a nap. <laughs> That's all it was. Like, I'm going to kill myself because I just haven't been able to take a nap in a couple of years. Now, the last scene is uh, Benson <gasps> and Cabot... Go to talk to Becca. Yeah. And explain how everything's good now. It's over. It's over. It's over, Rebecca. Except she says... No, it's not. My rapist is still out there. But my rapist is still out there. Yeah. There's a look on Olivia's face. I yeah. swear to God, for a second, she's like, oh yeah, I totally oh, shit. forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, it's almost over. Yeah. You know? yeah. It was It was an extraordinary moment yeah. of almost the writers acknowledging mm-hmm. all of the plot points they dropped along the way that they never picked up again. Yep. And also the rape cop totally yeah. forgetting how she knew this girl in the first place. Yeah, like, it was oh, incredible. I mean, insane. And also the, the, the twist that like, because the way that she plays it, Becca plays it, is also like she's lost her soul now and she's like seeking vengeance on this mm. other man. But like the rapist, uh, Peter, has like gotten his soul back. And it's like, I don't, I, I did not like the way that that played out. Where I'm like, oh, now she's evil? Okay, cool. <laughs> and, and Cabot is kind of telling her, look, if we ever do find the rapist, do not come to court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. All right, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Ripped from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Ripped from the Headlines. Parts of this episode are inspired by the case of Nushon Williams. The Brooklyn man led a life filled with street crime, having been pinched for dealing crack and mugging an old woman. But he was also a notorious ladies' man, who, despite his dodgy background, was considered quite dishy by all the birds. Williams was told he had contracted HIV, but said he didn't believe the doctors. After being charged in 1997 with having sex with a 13-year-old, public health officials learned that Williams had been having unprotected sex with dozens and dozens of girls and women. Many were infected. He pleaded guilty, 
to statutory rape and reckless endangerment for not disclosing his HIV status to his partners. The outrage arose the case led to a change in New York law about confidentiality over HIV diagnosis. Now doctors must notify public health officials when a patient tests positive and, if they know any, identify the patient's partners for notification. New Sean Williams completed his 12-year prison sentence, but officials are still holding him on a civil commitment. After more than 20 years, no release date has been set yet. Okay, uh, forget what the law actually is. Yeah. Should the government ensure people unknowingly infected with AIDS be notified, regardless of all the privacy issues? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, why not? Why why wouldn't that be an okay thing to do? Uh, medical privacy. Uh, well, medical. I don't know. I mean, there's there's arguments on both sides. Right, but like right now we're in the middle of the COVID nineteen like pandemic, epidemic, right? Yeah. So if somebody tests positive, they do reach out and contact all the people that that positive person says they've had contact with mm-hmm. since then, because that is the right thing to do for the sake of public health. That is the point of having a public. But it's not health- a sexually transmitted disease. HIV isn't necessarily a sexually transmitted. It's a blood-to-blood mm-hmm. disease, Kevin. Let's be real. It could have been yeah. somebody that you worked on in the dentist's office, or it could have mm-hmm. been it, it, a lot of different ways that it could have been transmitted. But like, I, I do think it is actually, that is the job of public health officials, is to ensure the public health and safety as much as possible. And I'm sure when they call the person, they don't say, it was Big Peter who gave it to you. They say, yes. a patient has told us that they mm-hmm. you guys were in contact. Yeah. Brandy, what do you think? No, I, I think I think you should be notified, because it's like, you know, if... if especially now where it's like number one I think that also can help with like getting the stigma down like it's it's the same way like with herpes and stuff like that where it's like you should be able to know that like it's your health and you don't want it to be spreading around and the more people that would talk about it and there's medication that you can be taking and you know being as proactive about that as possible um you know it decreases the stigma of the actual disease as well too I think if you're like oh okay cool I have this but it's not a death sentence and you can um you know just be a medication and just be smart and safe from then on out. And plan your life around it. I mean, what if you're a woman who was exposed and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're about to start a family? Like, being HIV positive is something you want to know before you do that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Should it be a crime to spread HIV? On purpose? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Is having HIV a crime? Of course not. No. How do you square that circle? If you know Mm -hmm. that you are carrying a disease Mm -hmm. that can kill a person and you knowingly do a thing that you know could spread the disease mm-hmm. to the other person without telling them, mm-hmm. of course it should be a crime. It, it's no less than, you know, again, people have been arrested during the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic for saying they had it and coughing in people's faces. Mm-hmm. Of course, if people didn't have it, they were lying just to be like mm-hmm. dicks or whatever. But yeah. they were arrested because that is a form of assault. Yeah, it's assault. It's also like um, it takes away a level of consent because it's like I haven't consent. I, I You did not give me the full details uh, before I was able to make my decisions correct yeah i mean you can consent to have unprotected sex with somebody who's hiv positive if you choose to yeah i mean you know people do that and that but that should be a choice that you get to make not that someone makes for you yeah talk about nushan williams for a second he did serve his sentence Mm -hmm. and then civil uh, commitment civil commitment yeah pushed out by attorney general andrew cuomo yeah i think the concern is now i I, there's not a lot still in the paper about him except Mm -hmm. when he comes up for i guess it's parole whatever the hearing is civil commitment is a messed up law it is now (laughs) the the concern is not that he's going to keep sleeping with people yeah but i think there's a uh uh, some cognitive issues there that 
that they're worried about? What, what, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that is. Well, civil commitment, what it is, is it's a law and some states have it. New York is sort of famous for passing it. And there's been a bunch of SVU episodes about it where, for instance, when a child molester or a rapist, somebody, a convicted sex offender is due to be released, the state can just say, no, we consider you to still be a danger to society and we are going to commit you civilly forever or for some determined period of time. It's basically a way to take away the... Uh, the, it's basically a way to take away the civil rights of somebody who has served a sentence that was imposed upon them by the, by the court. There Ooh. might be extreme circumstances in which I think it could be justified, but it's definitely a messed up law that has been misapplied, as we have covered in other episodes of this very podcast. Right, Kevin? Yes. Hmm, I wonder if it. I wonder if it affects different portions of the population disproportionately. Uh, you think? I wonder. Interesting. <laughs> you think maybe it happens to poor people or minorities yeah. more? Probably. Not a lot of white collar crime. are like, we're gonna think. We think you're gonna embezzle again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we're gonna. Yeah. Uh, a lot of states do have laws against, I guess, transmitting HIV mm-hmm. that are basically built out of an old. Uh, un- uninformed yeah. understanding of what HIV is and how it's transmitted. Right. They've been on the books right. for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be sex positive here, mm-hmm. uh, if you're undetectable, mm-hmm. you're considered untransmittable. Mm-hmm. Yep. But some of the different you know, convictions here, in Texas, a man with HIV got 35 years for spitting at a cop. Mm-hmm. You can't transmit HIV through spit. As we learned in this episode, yeah. which, by the way, <laughs> I also we? knew because yeah. I, I also obviously something that we knew. But Olivia says something to him like you're trying to spread it to me. But then she's obviously not worried. So she obviously knows. So some other ones, uh, a man uh, was sentenced to 30 years Jesus. for infecting his his consensual partner, long term partner. Mm-hmm. They both, you know, agreed. Oh, to that's ha- right. It's messed up. That's not yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, yeah there was also there. a man who got charged with, you know, the charge was going to be an extra. 30 years for assault, mm. for getting into a fight and biting his neighbor. Mm. He had no. HIV. You can't transmit it that way. No. And I think um, one of the uh, the more interesting ones is that a Michigan judge mm-hmm. sent an exotic dancer to prison for not disclosing her status to an undercover cop when uh, she stuck her crotch in his face oh. during dance. Well, that's uh, And apparently weird. they listed it as potential... Vaginal nasal transmission. Jesus Christ. Not not okay. Yeah, exactly. Also, that sounds like a cop that was off duty at a strip club that <laughs> got turned down and then was like, oh, I was undercover and now you're arrested. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Brandy Posey. Brandy, if folks want to follow you online, how do they do that? Yeah, um, I'm at uh, uh, Twitter and on Instagram at Brandazzle, B-R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z-L-E. Um, my podcast is called Lady to Lady. Um, you can find us on all the podcast platforms. Uh, like I said, it's uh, me and two female friends, and we have a fourth guest on every week. And we've had on people like um, Maria Bamford, Aisha Tyler, Karen Kogariff, like, you know, real, real good buddies of ours. Just fancy kinda, people. Yeah, real fancy people. We have a good time just <laughs> hanging out. It's a silly, silly, silly good hang. Um, and then uh, my website is brandyposey.com, uh, where I have, like, um, I have an album available. And then if you use Bands in Town, um, I am on there for whenever I'm allowed to tour again. Uh, you can follow me there because I go all over the place when I'm allowed to. <laughs> Rebecca Lavoy, you're not that busy. I'm not but... that much of a hustler. <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Reb Lavoy. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed 
by Uncanny Valleys. Line editing by Henry Lavoie. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for Criticism and Commentary. Special thanks to the elite squad of the Law & Order Wiki community for preserving the evidence. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter and a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Other Stories was recorded in the Yoga Loft Above the Bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.